do you mind please stand up um, just, just for a minute? I want us to just take the next 30 seconds to one minute just, just to celebrate God, right? Um, Angel, I appreciate the death of God's son, right, or God's daughter is not defeat, right? And, and so I so much appreciate what, what you said, that what I want is God's will for our son, right? That even if God were to take him home today, it's, it's not a defeat, right? It's not a loss. So I want us to just take 30 seconds to a minute just, just to celebrate God, right? So let's celebrate Jesus. Yeah, please sit. Let's, let's. So I want to read from uh, Matthew 9, 14 to 17. Uh, Joey read this last week, so I would read that, and then we'll take it from there. Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst, and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. So Joey uh, sort of got us going last week, and he spoke about this thought that a new wineskin has to do with having a new way of thinking, right? Having a new way of doing things, not so glued to religiosity, not so glued to, um, so glued to tradition that we don't see what the Lord is doing. Um, so this whole week, as, as I've been preparing and praying, I've, I've been thinking about that, right? And the thing that really hit me once again about this idea of new wineskin um, is what Jesus promises to give us and to do in us is so powerful and so unnatural that you cannot access it or undertake it by natural means, right? Jesus told Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Um, right? So this new wine skin is so much applicable to what we're going to be discussing today. And, and my goal is to spend the next uh, 20, 25 minutes just reminding us of what does it mean to be full of the Holy Spirit. Right? What does it mean to be full of the Holy Spirit? For many Christians, right, our goal is... Um, we become saved and that's it, right? When we hear even the Holy Spirit, it's almost like, ooh, because of sometimes our experience. And then there are others that take the Holy Spirit to such an extreme that it makes a lot of people almost <laughs> afraid to either talk about him or even ask him to do anything in their lives. Uh, my prayer for us today is that not that 
that God will continue to grow and stretch us in terms of understanding of the Holy Spirit, the things he does, and for the most important thing, that there is very little, in fact, very, very little you can do as a Christian that will live beyond your lifetime if the Holy Spirit has no hand in it, right? Um, so let, let's read from Acts 6, uh, 1 through 7. Acts chapter 6, 1 through 7. Then we'll, we'll kind of take it from there. Now, in, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full member of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicomer, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they said before the apostles, and they prayed and laid hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Lord, we thank you for um, such a time as this. We give you praise, our Father. We, we honor you, Jesus. Lord, you are just so, so good. Even in pain, uh, you are good. Even in times when we have no idea how things will pan out, Jesus, you're good, and you carry us, and you sustain us, and you watch over us, and you are a shield and a fortress for us. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we pray that I know you're already here. <laughs> I know you are way more than here. Lord, I pray that you continue to speak to our hearts, continue to challenge us to the things you call us to, continue to make your word meaningful. Father, I pray, as Peter said, you, Jesus, have the words of life. I pray that, Lord, your words will come alive. I pray, Father, that your words will, will bring health and salvation and deliverance. I pray, Father, that your word would break every resistance to you and the things of you, Father. Lord, be here with us. I know you are, and I appreciate Jesus. Lord, would you be lifted up? Would you be exalted, Jesus? We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus. Our competency is of you, Father, and I pray, Jesus, that you will be made known. Thank you. And I pray, Jesus, that within this short time, Lord, that you will continue to do a mighty work in your people, in your sons and your daughters. We give you praise, Jesus. Lord, in your name we pray. So, uh, Acts chapter 6, 1. So, John preached on this, this particular text a few weeks back, right? Uh, so, I'll not spend a lot of time on it, but there are a few things I, I do want to talk about, especially with respect to verse 1. Uh, we know that um, that verse is fairly applicable to the times we live in, Right? all the different issues of uh, racial, um, uh, you know, racial divisions, racial injustice, and all that. Um, I believe for us as a church, we are not called to protest as it's been currently done. Um, as P. 
Peter said, we cannot forsake the ministry of the word and prayer. Uh, maybe this might change, but we, we believe this is not what God has called us to do at this point. But um, let, pray and let God lead you. If, if you felt led to, to protest, please do so, right? I mean, you, you do have the opportunity to do that. But as a church, that's not what the Lord is calling us to do. Um, I think one thing we cannot do as God's people is pray a whole lot, right? Pray for our community, pray for our country, pray for all the different circumstances. Um, and I think it's one thing that you can definitely, definitely do if, if you haven't done so yet. A few Sundays ago, um, when we were still not meeting, Jordan preached, and, and he talked about how he, as, as, as a white man, right, uh, I hate to use that word, you know, um, that he will not experience some of the challenges that I would experience, right, as, as a person of a, a dark color, right. And, and that was just so huge for me, right, that in times like this, we can learn to empathize, right. And the Lord calls us to, right, being in each other's shoes, I want to encourage you to, to watch what you post on social media, right? We've become such a sensitive people, right? If you are not with me, you are against me, right? If you don't agree with me, you are against me. So please watch for that, right? God has called us to be peacemakers. He's called us to be people of peace. And that is the reason why our church is different, right? Our church is different in the sense that Though we don't protest and all that, God has called us to do things different. And we serve, right? It's, it's probably one of the reasons we serve more than any other church, right? That we, we pray for our community. Um, you know, we share our resources uh, without regard to whoever, right? And, and we do that well. And I pray that going forward as a church, we'll continue to do that. And, and hopefully God will use those to continue to build his, his body. Okay, let's look at the rest of the text, right, from verses 2 to 7. Um, so they have these problems in the church, and as Joey said last week, many times what the church does is they sit down and talk, right? But it's amazing that the, the apostles called them and said, no, that's not what God has called us to choose among you, right? Look among you and choose people and choose others to serve, right? Choose others to serve. But then I want us to look at three key things. Look at the qualifications for waiting on tables, right? Good repute, right? That version says that it should be of good reputation, full of wisdom, right? Um, and then full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom, full of wisdom, right? We are in such times that the wisdom of the Lord is no longer there. We are so much caught up in the wisdom of the world, how we raise our family, how we spend money, how we do all of those things, you know, wisdom of the world. Um, and, and I pray that God would grow us even in that, right? But where I want to spend the bulk of our time is full of the Holy Spirit, right? Full of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I've been thinking about this all week. Thinking of this all week, right, that... If you look at it, waiting on tables is probably the easiest job each one of us would ever have, right? <laughs> the easiest job, the, the, probably the simplest job we would ever have. Imagine you go to McDonald's, you're applying for, for a position, and they say, oh, 
All you need is to be full of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that would be awesome, right? <laughs> that would be so awesome. All you need is to be full of the Holy Spirit, right? Are you serious, right? That, that these brothers, with all they've seen, right, they're looking for men who are full of the Holy Spirit to wait on tables. And then they hate me, right? How much of our lives we lead without any thought of God's Holy Spirit doing his work through us, right? I mean, look at leading our families, you know. All of us work somewhere. You know, working at church, serving, all the different things we do each and every day of our lives. That there's very little thought of God's Holy Spirit doing his work through us. That's pretty amazing for me. To me, it's, it's extremely amazing that God's people will do so much of God's work in our strength and in our might. No wonder we are so frustrated, right? <laughs> no wonder we don't see any fruit at all. No wonder when it's all said and done, we are tired, right? And, and we, there's no way we can account for all the things that we've done because we do so much of our work with very little thought of God's strength, God's might, God's power, God's grace, right? There's very little thought of that. Mostly dependent on what we know, what tradition says, what other people say, and very little thought of God's spirit actually leading and guiding us. I pray that for all of us that will change, right? I, I pray that if, if you look at it, right, look at the more complex things we handle each day of our lives. Raising kids is tough, right? It's really, really tough. And to raise them to know the Lord is really difficult. But we do it with very little thought of, of, of Jesus. We're so dependent on what the experts say, what the books say, but nothing, nothing more to do with God, right? And I pray that God would, would, would sort of help us um, get over that, right? So they ask them, look for men who are full of the Holy Spirit. I pray God will awaken you to the fact that you will never, I mean never, be able to accomplish anything meaningful or live lasting fruitfulness if it is not done through the power of his Holy Spirit. You know. And this is true. Uh, my, my middle son were talking the other day and, and the church in Europe came up. What do you see today? There are structures with very little meaning to what goes on in society. Because church is done based on, you know, based on what we know, what we think, with very little thought, regard for God's Holy Spirit doing his work, right? And I pray that for us as a church, as we continue to grow, right, that God will really grow us in, in, in allowing his spirit to do his work through us, right? Okay. So, who is the Holy Spirit and why should we care for him? There's so much that you can really get to know about the Holy Spirit. There's so, so much. There's a lot. But I just want to quickly go through seven. And those who are taking notes, I pray the rest of this week that you can take some time to really go through them. So, I'll go through some of these fairly quickly. So one, he was with God in the beginning, right? Uh, so Genesis 1, 1 and 2 sort of talks about the fact that in the beginning God created.
created the heavens and the earth. And my favorite verse, too, talks about how the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the deep, right? And so the Holy Spirit was with God at the very beginning. In fact, in verse 26, when he made man, he said, let us make man, right? <laughs> that's, that's plural, if I get it right. Let us make man, okay? So, one, the Holy Spirit was with God in the beginning. Two, he's part of what we... Christians refer to as the Trinity, right? Um, it's, you can't find the word Trinity in the, uh, in the Bible, but it refers to this sense that we have one God. We don't have three gods, right? We have, we're not polytheistic. We, we have one God, but in one, that one God, there are three different distinct persons, if you will, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So he's part of... Uh, or to refer to as uh, the Trinity. Um, and then verse 3, he's God, right? Uh, the third point is the Holy Spirit is God. If you were to read from Acts chapter 5, right, it's, it's really wonderful. Many times we, we talk about, oh, let's go back to the old, sort of the old church in Acts. Those times when you lie, you die, right? <laughs> I don't know how many of us want to die right now, right? Uh, but the Holy Spirit is God. So if you were to look at Acts chapter 5, you would see that. Um, the fourth point, he's sometimes referred to as the spirit of Jesus or the spirit of truth or the helper. Other versions says comforter or the spirit of God, right? So those are, those are some other names uh, sort of for the Holy Spirit. And then uh, number five, He's not some impersonal active force, right? Those of you, especially we would run into Jehovah's Witnesses, they would tell you oh, he's just uh, an impersonal active force. And, and that's not even close to the truth at all, right? The Holy Spirit is a person. Um, one of the verses that we, we memorized uh, is from Ephesians 4.30, which says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. You cannot grieve an impersonal being, right? Not at all. So the Holy Spirit is, is actually a person. He has every attribute of a person. He has a will, right? In fact, he's able to search the deep things, right? Um, and, and, and he gives, in fact, it says that he gives our gifts as he pleases, right? So, so the Holy Spirit has every attribute of being a person. Then number six, Jesus primarily lives in us uh, through the Holy Spirit. In fact, you cannot be saved if not for the Holy Spirit, right? And, and that's the thing that really amazes me so much, that the Holy Spirit does his work in us, we get saved, and we think that's it, right? Which is unthinkable, right? That he does his things in us, we get saved, and we think that's it, right? He, he wants much, much more for us. Right. He wants much, much, much more for us. And it's our prayer for all of us is that we let him, right? That we let him. That we let him. I, I, I don't want each one of us when this life is done, right? And we look back and see how much we have not yielded completely to him. And then the seventh, uh, which is, right, the seventh, the Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks, right? And, and, and I like Acts 13 too. 
It talks about how the early church, Paul and Barnabas and all these guys, they, they, were, they were praying, they were fasting, and the Holy Spirit said, right? So the Holy Spirit speaks. In fact, it's one area that as a church, you know, Brandon has been leading us in, right? Cool stories of, you know, the Holy Spirit speaking. And I believe you will let him, right? Many times we get so busy with, with all these distractions, right, that we, not, we, we are not able to hear him speak. So those are the seven quick things I want to kind of remind us of who the Holy Spirit is or some things about the Holy Spirit, right? Okay, so what does it mean to actually be full of the Holy Spirit? What, what does that mean, right? Um, it, it doesn't mean that when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you become almost like a zombie-like, right? I think many times people have all these thoughts that well, when I'm full of the Holy Spirit, then I would act crazy, right? That, that they don't even want to have anything to do with that. It doesn't mean that we become zombie-like. It doesn't mean that we become unoccupied, right? Or inactive. Uh, that's so far from what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. And it doesn't mean that we lose our minds, right? Many times people think that, oh, when... When I'm full of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my drive, right? I'm going to lose the edge to do stuff. And, and that's far from the truth. This is what I've, I believe, um, right? Being full of the Holy Spirit refers to who is in control of your life, right? So, so when that song, New Wine, I said, thank God, right? Because it goes to at the heart of some of what I'm about to say. Not just a part of it, but all of it. If we yield our lives to him, he does not take over in ways that takes away our personality, right? Many people think that when Jesus comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will so much change them that they can't even recognize who they are. And sometimes he does that for good, right? Not for bad, for good, right? Um, when you read about the demoniac in Mark chapter 5, right? When Satan completely possessed that guy, he has lost his mind, he has lost who he was, right? He couldn't do much. But God's Holy Spirit is, is different. When, if we allow him, right, and this is the key, not just that he fills us, but we let him. If we let him, the things he does in us is so different. Being full of the Holy Spirit is the case where you ask him to come and fill you, and you yield or surrender control to him. It's not about emotions, though there's some of that, right? It's not, it's, yeah, it's not about emotions, though there's, there's some of that. Remember that we are such natural beings to the point that when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, there is a visible manifestation of that holy thing moving inside of us, right? So I, I challenge you today, right? I, I challenge you today that, even that, that you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you more and more. So what does being full of the Holy Spirit look like, right? So we want to quickly look at some examples from the Bible. In fact, you, you, you read Luke chapter 4, right, verse 1 and, and then verses 18. It talks about how Jesus, right, was full of the Holy Spirit. It's so natural. It's so natural that that's the way God wants us to live. I, I mean, I was thinking about this. How many of us drink water? We all do, right? Do we ever stop drinking water? 
No. Right. In fact, it should be as natural as that. Right. That's the way the Lord wants it. It should be as natural as drinking water. Right. That, that we, we, we let him come. Right. Because my wife would always say that we leak so much. Right. That we have to allow the Holy Spirit to fill us on and on and on. So my, one of my challenges for you this week, right, is each time you drink water, how about you ask God to fill you with his spirit, right? That's my challenge for you this week. Try it. You'll be surprised how different it is, right? You'll be surprised the, the desires and the thoughts and the different things he puts in your heart. So let's quickly go through these different examples, right? Then we'll, we'll wrap it up. The first one is Samson, right? And, and I want us to look at these different examples so we don't have this thought that being full of the Holy Spirit is just one thing, right? It's not just one thing. That all these different examples we're going to look at are different people that God called for different things and he filled them with his spirit in order for them to do that. The first one is Samson. Okay, um, and the Bible talks about how constantly the Holy Spirit will actually rush on him, right? The second one is David, right? In David, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, when David was anointed with oil, he says the Holy Spirit came upon him. The third example is Stephen, right? My favorite is the, the fourth one, Bezalel, okay? Bezalel. It says that God has filled him with the spirit to do all of these incredible things, which is what you might refer to as being a handyman, right? To build things, right? God has filled him with his spirit to do that. And, and my point is, there's very little each one of us can do effectively for God if we're not being filled with the Holy Spirit. Another example, Paul and Barnabas, right? My favorite is from King Saul. This one I want to read, right? I actually want to read. Because this is the one lots of people are scared of. And I pray that maybe someday God might do that to you, to break your resistance, right? First um, Samuel chapter 19, 23 to 24. So this one I'll actually read. And he went there to Naoth in Ramah, and the Spirit of God came upon him also. And as he went, he prophesied until he came to Neoth in Ramah. And he too stripped off his clothes. And he too prophesied before Samuel and lay naked all that day and all that night. First it is said, is Saul also among the prophets? Right. So far this is the only crazy one, right? This is the only crazy one. Why, why would God do that to him? Because he's been so resistant to God doing the things he wants to do in him, right? All these other examples for a lot of great things. And, and our prayer is we, we don't get to this point where God has to break through and really make us look crazy, right? This is the only one, and sometimes it's good, right? Sometimes it's good. And then the last one, right? Um, the last one. And, and this is one that I was talking about, thinking through, and, and the Lord just brought different names to mind, right? Because many times we look through the Bible and it's wonderful. It's so great. But just look around you, right? You guys, you've seen Brandon. You've seen Joey, right? You've seen Roxanne, Mr. Bruce. 
you've seen Les, right? Justin. Um, you've seen Miss Olivia, right? You, we've seen all of these different people, not that we are perfect people, right? Or you've seen my wife, the weird one. Those are her words, not my words, right? <laughs> Those are her words, not my words. Um, so, so we've seen all these different people, not perfect, but by allowing God's Holy Spirit to do his thing in us. You don't have to look far, right? God wants to do the same in you. He absolutely wants to do in you and through you the things that you and I couldn't do for ourselves, right? God wants to do that. So what should we do now, right? Some quick things. Be saved if you are not saved, right? I mean, that's so important. Be saved if you are not saved, okay? That's so important. Learn to confess your sins regularly, right? It's something that God is reminding me of a lot. The more I get closer to the Lord, the more I realize what a sinful guy I am, right? Many times we think you are so good, and you are not. We are not, right? Learn to confess your sins regularly. Purposefully wait for him sometimes, right? Many times you want to just rush in and out. There are times you have to wait, right? Just wait, just wait, just wait. He'll, he'll strip off the, all the, those things and, and he will break through. They yearn for him, right? You got, you got to long for him. Many times God is another thing we add on top of things and he wants us to long for him. Right. And the next one is ask that he fills you constantly. Right. So the challenge I'm giving you this week, every time you drink water, just ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Again, remember it's not about feeling, right? Though sometimes he does that. But it's about who is in control, right? And, I, and, and he wants you to yield your whole life to him. And finally, walk in the power and the might of the... You have to trust him, right? If, if you ask him... You have to believe that he would come in, right? You have to believe that he would come in. So, so he, can, he, he can fill you and, and be able to use you for, 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 his, for his name. If you don't mind, can you please stand? You know, one of my Christian brothers a while back used to talk about um, body posture reveals your heart, right? Um, I, I just want you to take a moment, close your eyes, and, and just, just look up to God. If you can, just open up your eyes, I mean, open up your hands, and, and anticipate the Lord to, to just... Just, just open up to him, right? Open up to Jesus. Open up to him. I, I really want to encourage you. Just be open that, that, he, might, that he, might, he might touch you. Just, just be open. Just be open, right? Father, this morning we thank you that you are faithful to fulfill every promise you've ever given. And your word says and tells us that when we ask for your spirit, Lord, that you are faithful to give him to us more and more. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here, Lord, and that when we cry out to you, you move. That when we ask for more of your presence, you give it, Lord. 
And we thank you for that, God. I pray right now that we would even be aware of, of the areas of our life that aren't submitted to you. And as Eric said, Lord, that we would submit those sins, those ways that we have strayed from you before you, God. Areas we've put other things in front of you. Areas that we have chosen, Lord, to go our own way. Lord, we turn back to you right now. We turn back to you, Lord, and, and we say we want more of you. We do have a longing for you, Lord. God, that you would be so much a part of our life, so knit into the DNA of who we are, God, that it would be as natural as drinking water. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for the truth of your word that's come forward, that the Holy Spirit, that you are not um, some weird agent that causes weird things to happen, but that you produce in us the character and nature of the living God. And so, Lord, we come to you. We do trust you that when we ask, Lord, you give, that when we um, come to you, 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 you reveal more of yourself to us, Lord. God, I, we just long for you. We long for you, Lord. We need you, God. This land needs you, Lord. This world needs you. We need you to move. Would you begin in us, God, this morning? God, just on the, as on the day of creation, Lord, when you made man, it says that you breathed breath into his nostrils. Lord, that breath, that ruach, that pneuma, the wind of your presence, the breath of life, would you breathe your spirit into us again, Lord, awaken us, God. Awaken us from our slumber. Let us see the privilege and yet the seriousness that we, the church, have been created for. Lord, we want to leave lasting fruit. So fill us, God, with overflowing. Your word tells us that when we come to you and trust in you, Lord, that rivers of living water would flow from us, God. We pray that your spirit would flow out of us and into others, Lord, into this world, that we would be examples of love and truth, Lord. God, we need you. We need you more. I think we're realizing, Lord, how much we've always needed you more and more in the days that we're in, Lord. I pray that the confession of our heart, Lord, the cry of our heart would match our need. So God, we, we just cry out to you today and worship you today as the giver of life. I wanna invite you today, if you wanna come and pray here, if, if you wanna stay where you are, it's fine, but maybe the Lord's put on your heart to come and pray. You're welcome to do that. We're going to end this song, this service with a song. It's called, Lord, I Need You. Um, and I hope that for us as believers, the realization of how much we really need God is beginning to sink in. 
And as we sing this song, I, I want it, I feel like what has been in my heart is this, this would be a song of prayer for us today. That we would sing to the Lord about our need for Him and cry out to Him for the world. For Orion. for people who are, are hurting, for ourselves. But as we sing this, let's not let it be just a song to end the service, but let's let it be the cry of our heart. And as we sing it, I believe and I trust that God will do exactly what he's promised to do. He'll fill us again with his spirit. And so I'm going to ask Bethany, would you come? We're sharing mics today. I don't think I've wiped it down yet, but Bethany, just pray over it or something. And we're going to sing and, and lift this up to the Lord as a prayer today and believe that he'll do exactly what he's promised to do.